0: Arsenal FC, Adam, please go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Pleasure to be here. I'm Adam Rutzler. I am the Senior Campaign and Insight Manager at Arsenal Football Club. I've actually been at the club for 11 years now. So um, so I'm due a testimonial, actually. My experience across the, the, the 11 years spans across CRM uh, primarily. Uh, lots of campaign strategy, campaign planning work data work, um, lots of fan engagement, ideation. And uh, the big, big part of my role is around insights and, and analytics and how we utilise that across the commercial function. So, you know, my, my experience at the club kind of spans across those areas, um, which, is, which has kept me busy.
0: Could you tell us a little bit more about your group?
1: There's seven of us in the campaign and insight team. And we operate a little bit like a kind of internal consultancy, if you like. I've got half of the team focused on that real data-driven decision making, so ensuring that as a club we are led by data and that we make our most informed decisions we can. And the other half of the team are all about that campaign kind of strategy and planning. And it, it feels it feels logical and a, and a nice fit that the two kind of sit together because obviously you need the right hand talking to the left in terms of that data really driving that campaign planning one of the nicest things about working at the club is that we're, we're quite a unique setup as a, as a um, rights holder, as a sports organization. We, we tend to be a kind of small to medium-sized business with lots of different verticals. So we have a ticketing business, we have a membership business, uh, we have a retail operation, we uh, run lots of different commercial partnerships, we have a hospitality arm, and we're a media business, and and I could go on, you know, stadium tours, etc. That keeps it really varied, actually. Being in that kind of central team that works across all of those and more, it really does make each day feel quite different, each kind of data set that you're looking at, each campaign plan that you're trying to put together.
0: Adam, with the fans in mind, why is digital engagement so important to Premier League clubs like Arsenal?
1: Before I even get into that, if there was one thing, Julian, that the Arsenal Football Club has been saying since uh, the Covid struck and that we were having to play games behind closed doors is how much football needs its fans. It, it really loses so much when the fans aren't there. At Arsenal, we are lucky enough to have a huge global following. And depending on what uh, research you, you listen to, our global following is estimated to be over 750 million worldwide which is a phenomenal amount of people that are so passionate about our club and our brand and digital channels and digital engagement is so important to help us as a football club and as a brand to connect with that global following what we are out to try and achieve is to build deep long lasting, meaningful relationships with our fans. And why is that important? That's important because back to what we were talking about earlier, football is nothing, the club is nothing without its fans. And we've learned that during this, uh, this pandemic, it's, it's become loud and clear that without the fans, football loses so much. It's really important that we build that engagement, we utilize the digital channels we have, to make the fans feel connected with the club. If they feel connected, that love grows, the passion grows, that creates a foundation for us to build successful commercial partnerships. And some fans won't like to hear that all this relates back to revenue and partnerships and and commercials. But actually, what partners are looking for are looking for a club with an engaged fan base. That's what we're lucky, lucky enough to have Therefore, we can be successful with our commercial partners and that allows revenue to come into the club that we can invest into the team and onto the pitch to drive towards what the fans really want. And that's Arsenal Football Club competing at the top end of European football, competing for the Premier League and competing for the Champions League. What are Arsenal looking to do in order to increase all this fan engagement? Yeah, good question, Kayla. Not the easiest one to answer, but I think it stems back to three things really. One, innovative content. We need to make sure that the content that we're producing as a football club really resonates with the fans and we are always pushing the dial on creating new, uh, innovative, well thought out, exciting content. We're sitting here having kicked off the season. So we've just had the first round of games and we're right in the thick of the, uh, of the transfer window. Always a very exciting time for the fan base, the transfer window. So we signed Gabriel uh, from a team in France uh, and he's a Brazilian defender. And the way we announced that signing was due to the fact that we didn't have much access into players. They were in bubbles. They were during a pre-season kind of regime. They couldn't have too much interaction with people outside of the bubble is we already had David Luiz and William, two Brazilian players within our squad. And we actually set up a um, a group chat, if you like, that David Luiz hosted, that he called William and they were talking in Brazilian and it was all uh, translated and transcribed onto our, onto our footage, onto our coverage. And then he said, oh, I've got someone else dialing in. And then up popped Gabriel. And that was the way that we announced the signing of Gabriel to the fan base. And that was... That was live on social, that was live on the Arsenal uh, digital channel, so the website, the app, really just trying to engage the fans in a brand new, exciting, innovative way that actually was kind of led by the fact that we didn't have the access into the players to go to meet them at the training ground that we wouldn't have normally had.
0: With partners and, um, yes, sponsors or perhaps, you know, kit suppliers, what are the sort of activities you've done for for them? Do you try to create... Yes, specialist content or specialist items for, for a kit launch or for, for a partner to, to, to engage with, to have their name on
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. So a really good example is the work we've been doing with Adidas on our recent kit launches, actually. So we're now entering the second year of our, of our deal with Adidas and it landed so well with Arsenal fans. They, they tend to love the Arsenal Adidas Association and the kits that Adidas creates. And this year, we've actually just launched our third kit that we played in against Fulham. Um, And for both the away kit, are white with the marble uh, marble splash and the third kit, we produced uh, videos alongside um, Adidas and they really do kind of bring home these values and the history of the club. So the away kit is all around the marble And there's a fan of the marble halls of Highbury. And there's a fantastic video that really kind of brings that to life, but actually brings it to life for a new, new up and coming uh, generation of fans, which is outstanding.
0: One of the nice things for sports, and I know you guys don't take it for granted, but you just already sort of mentioned it there, is that unlike a lot of other industries that, you know, we deal with, you have inbuilt... The, the interest and the content
1: the bit that we get involved in the most is around how we ensure relevance of our content to our our fan base so we do that by really trying to understand our fans to a, a fine degree and understand their behaviors and how they interact with particular types of content and then layering on top of that we build out omni-channel campaign strategies through Um, lots of various technology that we use. So uh, Cheetah Digital being actually the main platform that we use to ensure that the communications that we have are relevant to our fans and are communicated out through the right kind of platforms at the right times, through the right channels, in the right tone, which is really, really important because we want to make sure that that message, that that campaign, that, that brand message that we're trying to deliver is consistent across all of those different touch points. So it needs to be relevant for the fans, we need to understand who they are and what they want from the club. We need to understand how they engage and if this type of campaign that we have is relevant for them. And we need to understand what channels and what platforms we, we are would be most effective to reach to reach our, our fan base. So I think it's a combination of those, you know, we could talk about the content all day long because that's perhaps the, the, the most kind of shiny element of the, of the mix, but I think the data and the understanding of the fan and then the campaign strategy and the channel execution is the bit which really kind of hits uh, make, makes, uh, makes the difference.
0: With Arsenal enjoying a huge and active fan base at both a local and global level, how has the club approached better understanding the followers you have? And on that last point around around understanding followers, I guess what I'm trying to get at is how have you tried to yeah get a view of them which is more rounded?
1: Good question. And to be honest with you, in my role across kind of campaign and insights, that's the that's the heart of what we're trying to achieve, Julian. And it's been the challenge and and, and the the challenge was um you know three four years ago was that the club was thinking in those different silos so the ticketing team were thinking about their ticketing buyers the retail team were thinking about people who bought kit, the hospitality team were thinking about people who bought hospitality and they were all talking in their own terms in their own transactional kind of led um manner about understanding our fans so the approach that we took to address that challenge was we wanted one unified way of understanding our fan base that could sit across all of those pillars. It was a huge piece of work that um, we we led and delivered to the business about two three years ago, and we delivered initially we delivered a UK fan segmentation model. So we worked with an external provider called Experience. So they Uh, they appended lots of external data to our UK fan base. And then we went through a big clustering analysis and we pulled apart um, using demographics, using transactions, using lots of additional data that Experian overlaid onto our UK base. We pulled apart through the clusters uh, seven distinct groups. That led us to a persona level where we could really put colour onto those personas. We could name them, we could illustrate them around the business, we held workshops, we got staff members engaged. We, right from the top to the bottom of the organisation, we ensured that these personas were the vernacular that staff used in planning meetings, in thinking about how the Arsenal fans exist beyond the four walls of Highbury House, just outside of the Emirates. And that was a really big shift in thinking, to be honest with you. And that created me being able to walk into a meeting and I was talking about affluent families and high-flying professionals rather than kit buyers and ticket buyers. And it really just takes you to the next level of understanding who our fans actually are. Where do they live? What income levels do they have? What are they interested in? Where do they shop? Um, Then on top of that, our kind of arsenal transactional level elements and how do they engage with the football club? It takes that whole understanding of our our fans, of our followers to the next level. So that was the starting point, the UK model. Then very quickly, we were being challenged internally. What about our huge global following that you're talking about? And so within the last 12 months, we've launched uh, an international fan segment which was done in exactly the same manner Um, less data available because the UK is a very established market that we could just focus on one market with the data sets that are available there but we have produced uh, a segmentation that has six clusters six personas of our international fans spanning 200 countries worldwide that we have data on and we now have personas for each of those six international fan groups which has, again, made sure that when we're talking to potential partners, when we're talking to the media team about what content we should be creating, when we're talking to the retail team about how we're going to position the next kit launch or the products that might be selling well in particular markets, we are using this umbrella kind of segmentation and persona-led approach to really allow those areas to understand who our
0: global audience is. That's no... Mean feat, what you guys have achieved there. I mean, yeah, and again to go into my bucket of uh, industry phrases, that is a digital transformation project if I've ever heard one, um, where you've taken all this, all this bundle of information and data, and really tried to to make it work and to to understand it better. Absolutely,
1: and and that's one element that what people internally are sick of hearing me say is that actually we work with a kind of magic triangle the power of three that the transactional data that we have in our crm database is key the demographic segmentation persona led approach that i was just talking about on the right hand side and then the behavioral data on the left hand side and really where we get to really understanding our fans is when we take a combination of all three of those and we hit the sweet spot in the middle what are they buying who are they and how do they engage with the football club you bring all of those together, you have the technology, the data, the infrastructure to be able to bring all of those together. And that's when we really get to the power of understanding the fans, what they want from the football club, and how to get that to them.
0: A fan is a person. A fan has their, their own interests and their own desires, and they're they're made up of those information that you know the form is the triangle you described. But until you take the very simple step of trying to understand the person as a person then you can't do all
1: the other work. Oh, on your final point, I think, Julian, around how should organisations you know, within sport look to you know, try and create this more rounded view of their, of their fans, of their followers, of their supporters. I think the one thing that really kind of gave us that step change was going away from thinking about it within these silos to what you were saying there around actually that unified understanding across the top so who is the fan, regardless of if they buy a ticket, if they buy a membership, if they buy a shirt, who is the fan, what life stage are they at, what you know, else is going on in their life, what do they want from the football club? And if you get that message from top to bottom throughout your organisation, all of the subsequent conversations become easier because they're all from the same starting point, whereas if they're from different starting points, you, um, you get lost down, down blind alleys quite, quite quickly. All this amazing stuff. Like, what are you guys going to be doing next in the engagement space? Lots of great stuff. I think is the uh, is the answer answer there, Kayla. Um, but from um, from my perspective, I think the really exciting thing that, that the insight team are working on at the moment to continue on the trend of you know understanding our, our global following is probably to make the triangle into a square <laughs> and add and add psychographic data into that. We really want to understand the fans' attitudes, values, personalities, aspirations, and what all of that means to the football club in terms of what motivates them to take the actions they do, what motivates them to engage with a certain email or a certain post on social or a certain piece of video content. And if we understood you know, the personality of a fan, the aspirations of a fan, the attitudes that they have through some very intelligent survey questions some intelligent progressive profilings some all sorts of techniques could we map that to certain kind of psychographic profiles that enable us to then say moving forward we have objective x y or z or content a b and c what type of fan is motivated would be motivated to engage with this and why and that kind of data would really kind of give us a uh, an insight into that. So there's some there's some big big work going on in that space, which I'm particularly excited about.
0: I'm uh, I always like chucking cheat experiences whenever I can. Actually, you're quite right there,
1: Julian. We've done some brilliant work already with commercial partners. To they may be doing um, they may be doing competitions, ticket giveaways, whatever it may be, signed shirts. And we've been able to kind of progressively add kind of strategic questions that are relevant to the experience that have an underlying tone of, we're trying to find out X, Y, or Z that will help us with campaigns we have down the line. The example of that is is, um, sustainability is key for us at the moment. As a football club, we take it very seriously. And a lot of our partners take it very seriously we're trying to add breadth to our knowledge of our fans about their thoughts and feelings about that. If we understand that, not only does that work well for us and our partners, we can actually talk to the right fans that care about sustainability and all the efforts, the club and the the partners are, are kind of active in that space. So I kind of feel as though it's win, win, win all round. If you have your data strategy, right. And cheater experiences is at the very heart of that and at the heart of the planning that we're currently going through.
0: Yeah, with that that four, the fourth corner, which I like, uh, I like the I like the phrase of it now because you now turned your, your triangle, which is you know a classic way of how to play football well. Triangles is all about triangles to creating an actual football pit. I feel we're getting to the point where we're getting better at feeling confident. Brands, this is talking to people, and clearly um, you guys have put a lot of effort to make sure that you're asking the right things at the right time uh, in the right way.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that it's even, you know, you could go further than that and be quite um, explicit up at the front as to this information helps us be more relevant to you. It helps our commercial partners that drives revenue into the organization. You know, you don't have to be that explicit on every experience, but at the right time, telling that story to the fan base, I think they appreciate the upfront honesty and that really kind of aligns to our values and, making sure that we're not trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes across our our global following is is really, really important. And the reasons why that that information is critical to the football club and how it needs to operate moving forward. The thing that really drives traffic, we've spoken about innovative ways of engaging the fans with the Arsenal Together online um, event we did, the Gabriel signing, the Abamian kind of announcement. But the thing that drives traffic above all of that is Arsenal Football Club playing football matches and pre-match press conferences, injury updates, highlights, you know, post-match interviews with, with the man of the match, whatever it may be, that is what the fans follow the football club for. And in the absence of that, that, that leaves a big void. And, you know, there are a number of months where Arsenal were not playing football matches, therefore the traffic to our, you know, website, apps, socials uh, did, did take a hit. And that really then meant that we needed to get the creative juices going to get um, to get people's attention. But one thing that was interesting, okay, we kind of took a hit because you know football and Arsenal wasn't front and center because we weren't playing games. But what was really interesting was when we finally got back, got our players back onto the training pitches, we saw the biggest spike in traffic we've seen, and that was. That was just around training. It wasn't even a foot. It wasn't even a match, and that was because people had been so starved for so long that you give them, you know, even a taster of their, you know, their heroes, their players, the the, the team on the training pitch. Um, again, that got them so excited. The kind of uh, engagement with that was phenomenal, which took us all by surprise and kind of led us into the uh, into the season and the transfer window quite nicely. All right. Thank you so much, Adam. This has been absolutely fantastic content and we really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Absolute pleasure. And uh, thanks again for having me guys. Appreciate it.